button? <laughs> What's up, fuckers? Hey. What up? I you listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, fuckers? She already said that. Welcome yeah, to up. the Turn the Buckle podcast. I am one of the hosts, Jason Hampton. I'm Josh. I'm the other host. The sometimes host. And I'm here with you are. too. You're the sometimes host. You get locked in that sex dungeon or whatever Not it is. Since I quit going. Excuse me. I'm Lady Hampton. <laughs> Lady Hampton. Our, our listenership <laughs> just went up. Well, I was trying to be polite. <laughs> What's polite? You dirty Hampton diva. <laughs> <laughs> This is dinner and a podcast night, guys. That a couple of us might have forgot we were doing. Totally. Some of us have already <laughs> ate. And some of us are still hungry, so I'm going to get me some. You're to eat. always still hungry. I don't care. Why you damn clothes ain't fit? These, this still kind of fits. Stretchy. stretchy. They're stretchy. <laughs> Why do you think I wear stretchy? <laughs> it's my extra medium shirt. Aren't all of your shirts? <laughs> Well, you know. <laughs> but as we said just a second ago, this is Dinner and a Podcast. Sitting here eating some nice Chinese food. It was delicious. Hopefully you guys are enjoying whatever it is you're eating. Ow! <laughs> she stabbed me with a damn fork. You can have a green bean, but don't touch my chicken. I, was, I sounded really country. So hopefully you guys are enjoying dinner along with us. Yes, if you're not enjoying dinner, then hopefully whatever dinner you had was quite tasty. Or maybe you listen to us in the morning and you're enjoying breakfast. Uh-huh. Or, or you're driving and you're just like, shit, I wish I had food. I mean, either way. <laughs> Come on, pull over to the side of the road and get me some food. What are the hell you going to get food on the side of the road? <laughs> Roadkill, guys. Roadkill. You want to try to find Scurry the raccoon on the side <laughs> of the road? I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> Speaking of, I saw a fucking gopher today. Sure he did. Nice. <laughs> Wait. Actually saw? Actually did saw. You see <laughs> Actually saw. On the way home from work, uh, that one of those abandoned houses in behind the old big lots. Why is he going to check out abandoned houses? Well, I mean. <laughs> Who was checking out abandoned houses? I was driving by them, dumbass. Why do you have to pick the cat up just to throw him back on the ground? Why? <laughs> oh, good lord, werewolves. All right, well, uh, this was a nice opening intro. <laughs> uh, we'll go ahead and cut right here. We'll be right back and we will talk about a lot of shit. I mean, talk about what an amazing fucking night Sunday night was. Hell yeah. Yes, it was. So, uh, hold tight. We'll be right back. Okay, so apparently Josh has something planned. <laughs> what you got no. planned there, Joshua? Snack in a podcast. Got more snacks. Oh, so Josh is going to eat on the podcast. He's oh, just going to be a fat ass. He's eating well. my Fig Newtons on a podcast. Oh, Uh-oh. you're eating her Fig Newtons. Right. Oh, no, I'm saying. I'm looking on here to see if I see Lady Hampton anywhere on this damn bag. I will stab you in your ear. She don't have to write her name. This it's, is her it's house. for my monthly hug. Come here. She just got you a new job. I don't think she wants you dead before the second Yeah, day. that's your monthly hug. <laughs> All right. 
So, before we actually get into All Out, I would like, as a podcast, to send our condolences out to the family of Daphne with what happened with that over the past couple days. And just a friendly reminder, check on your people, bruh. Like, you never know what people's going through. Reach out. Some people get really good at putting on a fake smile. Absolutely. A simple text, a call... If you live close enough, hell, if you don't live close enough, sometimes it's worth going and spending some time. You never know how much a difference like that can make to somebody's life. Drew did that. Drew called and checked on people. Constantly. All All the the time. time. He called and checked on us. I mean. Hey, just want to see how y'all doing. You need anything? He is so, so, so missed. Yes. I mean, in July, he would come by just to just sit in the yard and social distance away from us and just to talk to us. Oh, yeah, because yeah. we had COVID. When we had COVID last year, he would just sit in the driveway while we sat on the front porch and be like, hey, guys, what's up? And just hang out with us for a little bit. But, I mean, it's like I said on the podcast right after Drew passed. You know, if I love you, I love you. If I hate you, I love you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's too... Not too short to hold grudges. Yep. How'd you get so smart? You are my kid, I guess. Wise words from Drew Green. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna make me cry. I love him. Oh, no, Okay, so uh, this past weekend, Sunday night was AW's All Out. And boy, Amazing. did they go all yeah, out. Good. They fucking delivered from start to fucking finish, man. From the start of the from the pre-show yeah. on. I mean, granted, everything they showed on the countdown, besides the match, was what they did pretty much on the countdown that they showed on TNT the Sunday night or the Friday night. Yeah. But hell, starting with the match. You're so special. Shut up. I love you. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right, starting with the pre-show match. Maybe this is not a good idea that we're in here. Oh, no, it's a good idea. It's fine. You guys added entertainment. This is going to be the most listened to episode. We're, we're... If it's not, I'm buying somebody. Right. This is going to be the most listened to episode, just because you're on it. Back mm-hmm. to what you're saying. Emily, I was talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Love you too. But yeah, I mean, from the opening match on the pre-show, the big five-on-five, it did exactly what it needed to. It helped. It helped further along the storyline. Yeah. Uh, Hardy Family Office didn't look bad losing because how the next big star in pro wrestling, Jungle Boy, got the win. And then the whole beatdown angle with Orange Cassidy afterwards. And the first big return of the night. The fucking Butcher's back. Fuck yeah. That sexy bearded motherfucker. I marked out just as big for that as I did for later on in the night. Why are you trying to turn Will on with your popsicle skills, Josh? I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) There's children in the room. I didn't say anything I wouldn't have said without children in the room. (laughs) Uh, 
You guys have any have any thoughts on the pre-show match <laughs> or anything else to add to it? No, we all know why I'm here. I know. <laughs> Nothing really added me. Good match. It did what it needed to do. It was a good little pre-show match. William, anything to add? Well, see, the pre-show was kind of my in-between. I was driving, so I only saw bits and pieces of it. I mean, pretty much like Josh said, it did what it needed to. It got over all the points it needed to, hit everything. Uh, the butcher returned. So, uh, you get into the actual start of the show, first match. Uh, some people probably wonder why that was first. I think it was a perfect first match. Absolutely. Uh, Miro and Eddie Kingston. TNT title. <clears throat> they did something in that match that they hadn't done so far with Miro being in AEW. They actually they actually uh, gave him a test. I mean, you know, a big guy like Eddie Kingston. Uh, I thought the match was phenomenal. I thought it yeah, was really good. It was great. It was a really good match. It told a story. It had, some, had psychology in it. It did what? It, it told a story. It okay, had psychology. It <laughs> had putting over the fact that Miro's neck was his kryptonite, the DDT. Anytime he touched his neck, did the, did chopped his neck or did a DDT, Miro sold it like fuck. So they really but drove But then you also had Eddie's kryptonite too with his back. But can we talk about the best thing about the match? Eddie's shirt when he came out to the ring. Redeem these nuts. <laughs> can we talk about Lana's tag, uh, tweet? <laughs> oh, God. Go ahead. Talk about Lana's hey, tweet. Did I actually save it? Because I think I saved it. Of course. Because <laughs> I sent it to somebody else. Well, while Will... Miro is... tweeted... Asking you shall receive. Your nuts have been redeemed. CJ Perry comes back with I'll redeem yours when you get home. <laughs> <laughs> I need her in AEW. CJ Perry is Lana. Oh my gosh. I don't like Lana either. I need her in AEW. Well, you, know what, you know what Miro says? He loves two things in this life that make him motivated. That's a vengeful God and a double-jointed wife. <clears throat> But yeah, uh, anything y'all want to add to the first match, Kingston Miro? Uh, the way they went into everything, you know, Miro working the back over, but still not going for the accolade or game over, whatever they're calling it. Yeah, game over. In there now, you know, not actually going for that to finish him off. You know, just hitting the big couple of big kicks and yeah. pinning him like that. That was. It was a different wrinkle to Miro and the character and seeing him, you know, actually having to fight, fight back. Yeah, it was definitely a good, a good obstacle for Miro to climb as he continues, hopefully being TNT champion for a very long time. I just enjoy, I enjoy seeing people like Miro, like Kingston, all of the bigger guys moving so flawlessly. Definitely. That's a good point, yes. Like, you don't see it in a lot of mainstream things. Like, the bigger guys are always clunky and klutzy. And, but 
And the bad thing is, not to go back and kick a dead horse, but fucking WWE changing NXT. That's what NXT is going to be yep. starting here pretty soon. The big clunky guys that don't know how to do shit. Well, that's fine. WWE's dead now anyway. It's fine. It's okay. I mean, you look at the former Raw Tag Team Champions, AJ Styles and Omos. Omos, he does nothing. Nope. No. He's never taken a bump. Can he bump? I don't know. I mean, he's there because he's tall. I mean, there's no other way to say it. He's there because he's tall. He doesn't move around the ring easily. He's he's very clumsy. He's slow. I mean, he hits a couple big moves and then that's it. And he's sweating buckets. Yeah, but you've got guys like Nero, Archer, Paul White. Like, they're huge guys. Mm-hmm. They still work their ass off. But they can go. Yep. <clears throat> And whether they're first on the card, last on the card, or somewhere in between, they'll bust their ass. Yeah. That's the thing with AEW. It doesn't matter where your placement is. When it's your time, you are the star. There is no, I'm going to be overshadowed by this. I'm going to be overshadowed by that. Everybody knows that their match is important to everybody. They make it make sense. They make it. They they sell it. They promote it well. They don't underutilize anybody, and they don't make you look fucking stupid. Very good point. No, and they care about what they do. Yeah, you can feel the passion. You can see everybody in there having a great, having fun. From the workers to the fans. I mean, it resonates. I mean, we can all sit here and say he was underused at WWE. I mean, there's a drastic list there. <laughs> I mean, there. Well, we could go down the list. Yeah. No, let's save the list for later. <laughs> <laughs> that should be one of y'all's. That'd be a top five most underutilized. Top five. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good top five. It would. Right, so, so anyway, we... back to the topic at hand. Because, you know, rails. I just made a statement. Yeah. But no, and then. (laughs) So, I mean, okay, everybody thinks great opening match, everything. Yep. Okay. I have no complaints from the whole damn show. No, no, not at all. (laughs) If I had to cherry pick one thing, I'll get to it, but it's not a major thing. Uh, What's the second match? Second match was Moxley and. Moxley and Kojima. Kojima. And that's why from, here. from me not seeing much of Kojima, they got over the fact that he's a badass and you need to watch out for his lariat. And they put that over in the match quick, put it over early, yep. so you're like, okay, this is what this guy's all about. Yeah. And then they go through with the match and Moxley gets the win after two, two, two uh, paradigm two. shifts. So, you know, it's not like I'm going to do one and keep this guy down. I've got to, I've be, got to do two. I've got to do two because he's such a badass. And Kojima, 50 fucking years old and still looking like that and performing like that? Shit. Somebody's in that water in Japan. <clears throat> they ain't American. That's why. I need <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it was a great stiff match. So, let's talk about what happens at the end of the match. Yeah, after the match was over... 
Moxley's celebrating, and then the uh, Forbidden Door just gets busted down by Minoru Suzuki. Boy, most people like to call him Murder Grandpa. Yeah, not the Stone Pit Bull, Josh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Suzuki comes out, the confrontation, the stiff forearms back and forth, and then the gotch pile driver onto, onto Moxley to set up for them to have a match tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Wednesday. Or if you're listening to this on Wednesday, tonight. <laughs> or if you're listening to this on Thursday, it was last night and you fucking missed it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that match I'm definitely looking forward to. Oh, that's it's one, of, be... one of my favorite things right now is the Forbidden Door. Yeah, I feel like, and I see yeah. Moxley right. being a person. All right, Moxley, we're going to have you fight all the Japanese guys. Okay. Well, I definitely see that, Only not just because of the whole, you know, he's a former New Japan United States champion or anything. It's He works, that, he works more of that style anyway. Right. So whenever the Japanese guys come over, you can actually put him in there, let him work with them. So they're like, he can, he like, can quote Americanize the Japanese style and kind of show them. I guess you could say. But you've also got to think of all of the eyes that it's opening to, like New, oh, yeah. New Japan and yeah. Because when you see a guy like Moxley, you're like, okay, I know this guy. And you see him working with the Japanese guy. Okay, let's see what this guy's about. I want to watch this match because it's got Moxley in it. But I also can find out more about this Japanese wrestler. Because I knew nothing about Kojima. <clears throat> right. So, like... But New Japan doesn't even come on here anymore, does it? I don't, I don't, so. well, they don't, I don't think they have the, the contract with Axis anymore. But no, because... Uh, Impact's got it. Impact bought the company. That's right, yeah. So, I mean, in a lot of ways, mm. like, those of us that have watched New Japan and know some of it, but don't know all of the players. Right. Right. This is a way to bring those people over over and get, you know, more followers or fans. And and it, and it works vice versa. You have yeah. Japanese people that are fans of New Japan, strictly. They see AEW. Okay. So, it works both ways. So yeah, good match with them. Which is how a yeah. wrestling promotion should work. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say one name. Okay. Will Ospreay. Oh God! Yes, that will be <laughs> incredible. I will mark out like a motherfucker because I love that man. <laughs> the matches he could have with some of the guys there: Punk, Danielson, Darby, <clears throat> Jungle Boy. Oh, him and Jungle, Jungle Boy would Boy. be. God, oh, they would kill it. That's just some fun thoughts for the future. <laughs> Absolutely. But but AEW has such a fucking... A stacked roster. That's stacked too, roster. They continue to grow. But they have so much that they can choose from. Yes. Right. And because of that, you, you, you don't over-dilute your weekly show by putting the same people on TV. You put this person on TV this week, okay, let's give them a break next week. And you put somebody on different next week. Well, see, that's what I like about how they're working it. Because you have Dark. You have Elevation. Mm-hmm. You have Rampage. And you have those people building their way up to the main roster. And Jason made a good point when he was talking to me about it. It's like, it's, it's like you see Dark and Elevation. You see them work and get their wins in. And then you see them go up to Dynamite to get like 
you know, a little bit of a bigger showing. They don't win their match. They get a good bit of offense, but you still get the eye on this person. You get to see them. And they show replays of what they've been doing on Dynamite. It's like when they put Wheeler Yuta in that first match he had on Mm -hmm. Dynamite. Yes. They did, like, a complete backstory. Like, hey, I mean, they didn't go back to, this guy trained here. This guy did this. He moved up through this (laughs) ending, this ending, this ending. Uh, to get that, you have to come here. Wheeler, hey, give us a call, bro. <laughs> but, uh, no, we, uh, they gave the backstory. You know, he's been on, uh, AW Dark, and he's been wrestling this person, this person, this person. Uh, they did say, you know, trained by, yeah. uh, I think it was trained by the best friends. So, you know, that's why he's kind of in their group and everything. Well, that's my thing, though. Is like, you've got... That's what I like with Malachi going against the factor. Right. All the yeah. Because it's pulling in the newer people into this main event spot to... <laughs> <laughs> to be able to showcase what they can do on the main stage. Right. You're going to be banished to your bedroom. And you got people that, veterans of the business, or people that have been working, experienced wrestlers that are going to help guide them. Mm-hmm. And it's not like back in the day where, oh, it's a new guy, I don't want him to take my spot. I'm just going to fucking squash his ass and bury him and not do shit for him. No. Everybody gets helped out. And that's what I love about it. And back on to what I'm back on where we were at. All right, next matchup, <laughs> was it Baker and... No, third match was, bring the card up. Well, I think the third match was the... Or was it? A, <clears throat> it was a tag title match, wasn't it? Oh, I thought I, I want to say that was fourth or fifth. Give us a minute, guys. We're trying to figure out what match was next. But yeah, yeah, somebody normally has the cards pulled up on their phone, but nobody did this yeah, time. Yeah, Will, kiss my ass. You got a phone too, bitch. But <laughs> you're the one that fucking always does it. Yeah, Will. You shut up too. Okay, we'll just say third match was a women's match because I think it was. I don't know, because it's not in order there either. Yeah, okay. Women's Championship match. Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. Damn good match. Mm -hmm. Very good match. Um, I really thought Statlander had it for a second. Yeah, and the... (laughs) If you can believe it or not, the emotion showed by Orange Cassidy. Oh, yes. (laughs) Like, I did not expect it. Like, when when Chris had some major offense, he's like... He throws glasses off. He jumped up. He's like, "Yeah, go, go." No, go. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about after the match had gone for a little while, and she goes for that moonsault to the outside. Britt moves. She crashes and burns. Oh yeah. And then here comes uh, Britt hitting the curb stomp from the oh, ring yeah, steps outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, Britt gets back in the ring. Referee starts a count. Cassidy goes over there. You know, just gets down. Come on, get up. Come on, yo. You know. That's not an Orange Cassidy thing, but it's... I fucking love Cassidy, though. Oh, yeah, he's right. I do, too. (laughs) Everybody I know is like, he's so damn stupid. Like, he's useless. He's he's nothing but a gimmick. But he puts that shit over harder than anybody I've ever seen in my life. Nobody else can do that gimmick. Nobody. And it's so great when you have people like Sting get out there with him and... (laughs) That gets it. Yeah. Sting showed he got it when they had that interaction on the outside. I still can't get over the chest beat. Yeah, I mean, Sting does the old Sting spots with, you know, beating the chest and everything, but he's doing it 
Like Orange Cassidy style? Orange Cassidy style, slow and just, you know, barely doing anything. And you're just like, man, this guy, come on. <laughs> I'm sure if I was, if I was on a chest, I'd be like, oh my God, I just think he's doing my shit. Oh my God. I'd be marking out. But I mean, the women's match was great. Mm. It was yes. very good. The women's roster is finally... It's starting to it's level, starting to out, level yes. out a little bit, stack up. I mean, I know we're not talking about it right now, but just seeing some of the women that were in the Battle Royal and everything. The final two of that Battle Royal, though. That was... <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Again, we're not there yet. I but know. It's the next match. I know. It's not the next match. It was one of the next matches. It was... Oh, yeah, it was towards the end. That's right, yeah. Next match is the is the other most fantastic match of the fucking night. <laughs> Uh, any final thoughts on the women's match besides fucking phenomenal? Incredible. Phenomenal. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to say more. What Baker does from here. Considering who her next opponent is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the first match already announced for uh-huh. tonight if you're listening on Wednesday. <laughs> uh, Jamie Hayter and Ruby Soho. That's gonna be. That's gonna be a hard hitting women's match. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, next match on the card. We had a little technical difficulties with the lights. Totally. Next match on the card was probably match of the night. I Young Bucks, Lucha Brothers in the cage. God Almighty. That was fucking brutal. And I've I, not seen somebody with a mask on bleed that much in a long time. I'm telling Did you. Did you see what the, the way what his faces was ripped? Yeah, the gold Phoenix. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were going trying to rip the masks off, which is you know great, great, great psychology safety. for the match. Absolutely. Uh, did so, you see how Penta got busted though? I don't think I did. I mean, because there's so much shit that they were doing. I think it happened, and this is what it looked like to me. I could be completely fucking wrong about this, but he got, like, shit-canned out of the ring into the cage, and I swear his head hit one of the supports. Mm-hmm. One of the beams. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, hard way through <coughs> the mask by the cage. You were being very loud, dude. <laughs> I tell you about how about the one spot the the freaking Jordan with the damn thumbtacks. Yeah, the, big, the, fan. The, big fucking fan. That was yeah, that was great. If you followed the Young Bucks, that was a callback because they did that back in PWG. I think it was against Candice LeRae actually. They super kicked her with the thumbtack shoe. But I mean that match. Just, just the spots. I mean, just being a fan of tag team wrestling like I am, that was a great match. I mean, the super kick, quadruple down, and then everybody's back up, and then the near pin falls. Every single near fall that they had. Yes. And I know that people are sick and tired of seeing Bucks versus the Luchas. But it fucking works. It fucking sells. It's good every time. Yeah. And there's and, always something different. And the yeah. last time they had a big match like that was 
two years ago? Two years ago, the, the ladder match, and that wasn't even for any of the AEW titles. It was for the AAA t tag titles. Mm -hmm. So, give me another match. Give me them in a... Hell, let, let, let AEW create their own match type and put them in there. I don't fucking know. I don't care. I want to see more of them. Uh, the crossbody from Phoenix off the top of the cage to everybody... Yes, that was. <laughs> that wasn't crazy. my main that knocked over boxes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that hurt the whole Jesus thing. <laughs> Luckily, this is audio and not visual, child. Because if it was be, visual, they'd be scared. Everybody would be laughing at you right now, like we are. Yeah, finish of the match, you know. She whip her hand back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> when it's thick and has been in court. Lucha Brothers, we would like the assisted package The assisted driver. package pile driver, but the the breakup of the Meltzer driver pin right before that. Oh. That was probably the best falsy I've seen in a tag Ooh. match. I mean, it was so last minute. It was so... You almost wondered if he didn't see it come. coming. You were... I mean, it was... I've seen, I've seen kickouts at two and a half, and I've seen kickouts at two point nine. But that was two point nine 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 nine. nine. <laughs> <laughs> and then the finish, the assisted package pile driver. Uh, timing was off a little bit, but I'm sure blood was in the eyes, and you couldn't. You couldn't help that at all. No, I've seen that happen before. Hell, I've had it happen to me before. Time and be off because you can't see because of blood. blood. Yeah. But new AEW Tag Champions, Lucha Brothers. I cannot wait to see the matches we get from them from this point on. Because the possibilities are endless. I'd like to see them against the Varsity Blondes again. Yeah. I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of the Varsity Blondes. I really like them. I can't wait to see them move up, get better, get more, get like, more TV I'm time. I'm not gonna lie, like AEW has the legacy people: Pillman Jr., mm -hmm. uh, Brock Anderson, it, like, but they're not shoving them down your throat. No, they're making them earn their. No, shot. they're letting them breathe. They're like, you know, get out there, earn your place. They're not just pushing them to the main event or putting them. As the big stars. Yeah. Like, hey, look at the last name. This is why they're doing this, you know? They're letting, yeah, letting them get over organically. I mean, the last time you saw Brock Anderson, he got his head kicked off in yeah. two no. minutes. Yep. I mean. And then getting Arn back in there involved in it again. It's... Yeah, it was last time you thought you would see Arn bumping Arn. Because you know Arn's going to end up having a match. It's going to happen. Him and Tully both. Mm. I would be totally okay with that. And you know what? You know what I want it to be? Not gonna fucking lie. Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, and Tully Blanchard all, all versus each other. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Have a fucking old school just bunkhouse bunk wow. shit out of each other match. <laughs> there would be no bumps throughout the whole match. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're gonna be bloodier in hell. Flair will be bleeding. <laughs> Flair will be bleeding two minutes in. Children, to separate you. Okay, no. Please. Right. Yeah, great fucking match. Match of the night, match of the year. The main thing I didn't like about the match was after everything was over, 
Pinto was trying to get his kids over there, and they were trying to rush him away. Yeah, I don't like that. I mean, he still got him. Oh, he still got him. Yeah, and they let him go to the back with him. If I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. Uh huh. That was good. Yeah. But he was trying to get over there. He was trying to celebrate. Trying to. He basically, was trying to let his daughter. Know I was about to say, okay. trying to let his daughter know, hey, I'm okay because of how much blood he had lost. Yeah, both his daughter and his wife were crying. And, I mean, he's just trying. He's, you know, in the ring, he's signaling, hey, come on, come on, come on. He gets out of the ring and goes over there. But, you know, they wanted to get the area clear so they could move on to the next thing. I understand that. But, you know, let him have that 10 seconds to let his kids know, right. hey, I'm good. Absolutely. But, like I said, they got to go to the back afterwards. So, you know, that's, again, AEW is amazing to their their so, people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Next match. I don't know if this is in order, but I don't give a fuck. First time in seven. That's not the next one. That's not I, the I, next I, I said I didn't give a fuck. The women's casino battle. Yeah. Battle Royal was next. Hmm. Well, let's talk oh, about Oh, okay. Hmm. Poo poo the women. Okay. I see how you're doing it. Oh, fuck off. Don't even put words in my mouth. <laughs> I, I didn't put words in your mouth. You said it. You went, oh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like we're getting fucking canceled. <laughs> if we yes. didn't get canceled after the women's episode, we did. <laughs> but yes, Casino Battle Royale. Royale. Winner got a shot. Gets a shot at the women's world champion. Some word in a in line. We're not gonna go through all the women that were in this because there's no way to. We'll just go with the basics. Of course, the Joker ends up being. Ruby Soho, love her music. She looked incredible. She looks great. The ovation she got. She looks so fucking happy. You yes. can see the emotion on her face when she came walking out. out. Her walking out, the emotion, the crowd, the huge pop. Yeah, walking, even, looking, walking out looking like a damn snack. Yeah. Yeah, that. that too. Can we please say that? Yeah. Do a whole snack, Ruby Soho. See, I'm glad you're here because you can say that and not get us canceled. If one of us would have said that. Well, anybody but Will would have said that. <laughs> no, he's a man. They still would have got on. Pretty pervert. He's only pretending to be gay so he can say that. I, I can, I'm sorry. I can say that comment. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, we, like, the the whole match was great. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's. Probably a piece of ice. What happened? Which it's really hard to make battle royals great, but especially the way they especially do that one, just because like the Royal Rumble, you have the time in between, and you get your own individual pop, and you get your own individual walkout. You know, doing it like this, you have the five women as the suits of the deck. Granted, you get your own entrance and you get all that, but it's a three-minute interval in between everything, and you get your time, and you have to try to make sure. Yeah, you got to make sure you be able to get all that in in those three minutes. Like everybody gets their own entrance. It's like a few seconds, and then it goes to the next one. But I mean, <clears throat> even throughout the match, it was still building onto the storylines that they've had in place. Yeah, with Penelope and Bunny and. T- uh, Ty and Energy. 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 Her name went away for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> it happens. 
I lost Sean Moxley's name a minute ago. Like, <laughs> the, the, the guy that wrestled the Japanese guy. How dare you? <laughs> and then you've got, you know, Diamante and Nyla and their little clique that they've got going on. and That broke down huge in the middle of it. Did you see that? After they get their whole... Secret handshake, yeah, dabbing each other up. Then, like yeah, two seconds later, they're beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> like, good God. But I like the fact that Nyla was in it till the end almost. Mm-hmm. But to have the final two be Ruby Soho and Thunder Rosa. Woo! That is the that right there is gonna be just a part of the future of your women's division right there. That no is the match I want to see. Yeah. Oh, I cannot wait for that match. I'd like to see Ruby and Diamante, too. I think the finish was pretty decent. Yeah, a lot of people were shitting on the finish, saying, you know, they shouldn't have put Ruby over in her first match. Why? Oh, no, I agree with that part. I just meant the finish in general. See, I don't agree with that, because you've seen Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. It's good, yes, but you you don't want to run it in the ground. Push it back out till later. Because I feel like if you're going to push that out, whenever you do Thunder Rosa and Britt again, Thunder needs to take the title off. But the thing is, Ruby's entire career that she's been mainstream, televised, whatever, she's never held title. Right. No. And I correct me if I'm wrong, I can't remember the last time, if at all, she had a title shot, a singles title shot, one-on-one for the Raw Women's title with SmackDown. I mean, I think she had an NXT title shot or two. Yeah, I think it was an NXT, yeah. So I think... Putting her in into this is actually good. It's I don't see it as shitting on the other girls that have been there. Because you're still building storylines with them. You're building them up to be in the picture. And since they never gave a timetable on when that match was going to be, you can push that out. To yeah. the house, all the way to full gear if you want to. In November. You could push it out till November. I don't see them doing that. No. I see them putting on a dynamite in, in a few weeks. Or I see them having their match. Ruby give a good show. Her lose it. Just to have the rematch at full gear. And I can see them doing a... Is there going to be interference in the match, though? That's to make saying. it come back. Yeah. Maybe do an interference. Have Jamie or somebody... Or have Ruby... Uh, have Britt get disqualified. Have Rebel call or have Rebel be the reason that something needs to happen with Rebel to get Rebel away from Brit. I, I like could see gonna split. They're gonna be the central. I could see going into the match and, like you said, do the match on a dynamite and have it break down where. Reba Rebel and Jamie Hayter are trying to get in there, trying to get involved. And Thunder Rosa come out to try to stop it, but somehow wind up costing Ruby instead. And then you could do Ruby and Thunder. Accidentally hit Brett or something. Ruby gets upset. Not even that. It's one of those to where uh, just the distraction, you know, big distraction turn into something. Yeah. Hit her with a lockjaw detraction. Yeah, I mean something like that. I mean, I could see, I could see that happen, and then Thunder Rosa, and then they try to figure out who the number one contender is going to be for full gear, and it turned into a triple threat match. 
That'll be a hell of a match. Oh, hell yes. Which, yeah, that would be really good. Uh, Did anybody notice that Ruby wasn't the only person never to get eliminated in the match? No. Huh? They even tried, whoever she was fighting with whenever she went out of the ring, I think it was Jamie Hayter, tried to be like, no, she never, no, she went through and under. Because I think they might have had more spots worked out to do. Yeah. I think it was Rio. Rio. She went out between the ropes or under the ropes or something. And all you hear over the microphone Rio, Rio has been eliminated. And she just goes, Okay. And walks to the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your cookies are gone, fast. Okay, Josh. Now Told we can go to. Mine, motherfucker. All right, next match. <laughs> First time in seven years, CM Punk is wrestling, and for for a match back that he hasn't wrestled in seven years, I thought he looked pretty damn good against Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. All right, let's, let's take a vote right now. What do you think about the trunks? I mean, not the trunks, but the tights. I like, I like it. it. I did too. I think it goes with the more mature punk. Well, I mean, it shows the evolution. You had indie punk with the basketball shorts. You had WWE punk with the tights, or with the trunks. And now you got AEW punk with the long tights. You know, I like the change. It's, yeah. And he can always change the colors and stuff like that. I think I think he should keep the tights. He even took a little poll, but he deleted it soon after. Of course, everybody voted for the trunks. <laughs> he had three choices. He said, long, uh, long boys, CM trunks, or Andre Singlet. <laughs> uh, Otto so said Andre Singlet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think everybody just has trunks because it's bold. <laughs> Good Lord. So, Not everybody looks at the bulge like you and my wife, okay? I'm going to say, you better include me because you know I do. I know you do. The only bulges I care about is Kit Sabian. <laughs> Which, time, where the hell is Kit Sabian? He's coming. Then? He's on his way back. Every time Finn Balor comes out. <laughs> well, Finn Balor just makes his... Just... I, yeah. He damn sure does. <laughs> we're not talking about Finn Balor because I will go off on a rant, so let's keep going to the next match. What are we doing? Well, we're still talking about so anyway... Did anybody notice that who they paid homage to in their match? Yep, Brett. The Brett, Brett kid. One, two, three kid. Yep. Yeah. Saw that. It was awesome. Like, the first lockup, I'm like... Was this is familiar. <laughs> <laughs> and I like how it started slow to work. It, it made sense in the story because it played into Punk's mm-hmm. ring what? Ring it was rust. a slow build. He played into the ring rust. It was... He's still feeling everything out. He hadn't done it in seven years besides, you know, the work on the TV show. Right. And for what he did, you know, most times you can notice that somebody's getting blown up. He didn't look too blown up, too gassed. I think that's why they wanted to start it off slow like they did. Do a slow build, slow burn. Let him get, you know, test his cardio for a second to see. Let him test his cardio to see how much he could try to push himself, how fast he wanted to go and everything. Uh, I think the pacing was great. Uh, And then, like you said, the ring rust aspect playing into that. Not having the, quote, ring awareness to where when he hits the first go to sleep, he's too close to the ropes and Darby's able to fall out. (coughs) Yep. I still love the fact that 
they let them have their moment. There was no interference. Mm-hmm. There was no. nobody at the ringside. It was just them two, Definitely. like it should have been. Like, I was so in my head that Garcia was going to come Garcia out. Garcia in 2.0. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that happening too, but like you said, the way they did it, just letting Sting come out, shake both hands, That's hug Garvey. That's the respect at the end of that match. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of right before the end of the match, how is how about Punk's reversal of the coffin drop? Just sit right up. Just sitting up and laughing. <laughs> Great. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm smart, kid. You're good, but I'm better. But I mean, it was no Undertaker Brock Lesnar moment. <laughs> <laughs> even before, even before all that happened, when he hit that first go to sleep and Darby falls out, instead of going out after him and you know trying being like, yeah, let's get the kid in. He takes a second. He's like, I still win this match if he gets counted out. And he just kind of backs up. What's wrong? Fake thigh problems. Oh. (laughs) Ow. But yeah, he just kind of, he lets, he kind of backs off, gets down in the corner where he's, you know, catching his breath, letting the referee count him out. I mean, that's one of the... That's a nice, smart, veteran thing to do that not a whole lot of veterans think of. You know, you still win the match if they get counted out. But even back in the in the opening match with Miro and Kingston, they didn't really chase each other. Right. But, no, they did kind of chase each other. They beat the shit out of each other all but around But in the beginning, everywhere. they weren't. Because it was a Miro that went out first, then Eddie stayed in the ring and was just... But, I think so. Um, I think so, yeah. But for, for Punk's first match back in seven years, it was exactly what I thought it should be. Yeah, I think it was very brilliantly paced. I think the the way they did everything was really good. Uh, the way they did the finish, uh, reversing... Because Darby was going for something. Darby was going for something. Punk caught him. And then, you know, it's a quick boom down the go to sleep. And then... And then, like you like you said, the after everything was said and done, you know, letting Sting come to the ring, just shake Punk's hand, letting Darby... Helping Darby up. Well, going to help Darby up, but Darby... Darby pulling himself up. I think that was my favorite thing. Is even though he he wanted to, you know, prove that he could stand on his own. Yeah, he wasn't. He was there. He knew they were there to help if needed, but he wanted to do it. But I think that's. I'm wondering if this is kind of maybe this not. I'm not gonna say disintegration of him and Sting's. Whatever. <clears throat> no, I don't think it's anywhere close to that. But the fact that, yes, even though Sting is there as his mentor, his, you know, whatever. He to wanted help to do him, it on his own. He wants to make sure he keeps his independence. And Absolutely. Like, there's storytelling in every aspect of these matches. And I, <coughs> I, I love oh, yeah. it. Yeah, so, so many small little Easter eggs if you pay attention. Right. Yeah, the small details and everything, just... Yeah. 
and 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 it and I guess maybe because all of us have been around wrestling for so long that we can pick up on it yeah, yeah. a little bit more. But there's so much that AEW has and has to offer and will continue to have to offer if they keep going the way they're going. Definitely. They uh they proved a lot with this pay-per-view as to what they had and how what's the how wrong WWE and Vince was when they said oh they're just a t-shirt company they're nothing they're not competition no they're more than just competition they're they're pushing I mean, they're fighting, clawing, grabbing everything they can. They're showing you what wrestling should be. And Vince is giving them every person to kill him with. And I don't see it. The thing is, a lot of people are saying, well, what if this is Vince doing like he did in WCW where he lets all these people go and it's all that happening to where, you know, he's trying to kill them by sending them so much talent. But, but they're not... Tony's not hiring 16, 15, 16 year old main event WWE guys from the 80s and 90s and putting them in title matches and giving them creative control. But look at it this way all these people that have been released, look at the handful he's pulled. Oh, yeah. He is going for quality, not right. quantity. Right. Absolutely. And Vince doesn't know what the fuck that is anymore. That's very true. When you have Mick Foley on social media, bruh, WWE, you have a problem. <laughs> like, yeah, he's still signing with him. He's got a Legends contract. He's, he's speaking the truth. He is, but Vince isn't going to listen because Vince thinks he knows. Unless it comes out of Vince's own mouth and one of his yes men. No. That's the thing. Even the yes men aren't going to say it because Vince didn't say it first. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who Nick Khan is, but he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> it's 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 all a, it's all it's all playing. Nick is really Tony's older brother. He goes. I mean, I hate to say it, but Nick Khan's a fucking idiot. I mean, you go through and you say. Oh, I don't see any value in this person, this person, or this person. I'm going to let them go. And all three, this person's that he let go. We'll get to that. (laughs) Well, one's already been on the show in Ruby. Yeah. All right. But we'll get to the other two. I know. We'll get to the other, this one, and this one in a little bit. Uh, back on the rails back on track uh, back on the rails Next uh, I don't think there's anything else to say about the CM Punk match that was perfect it was exactly what it needed to be yep uh, next match on the card was the big show QT Marshall no QT Marshall Marshall whatever you want to call him he's no Stagger Lee Marshall so whatever to be fair for it to be show's first match in how long? WrestleMania. He, he WrestleMania, WrestleMania last year. 
He looked good. He did look good, and I like how they were. I like how they gave backstory, and how they went back and they're talking about the surgeries he had and showing the stitches on his hip from the surgery. Why it was such a big deal that Billy Gunn went for that hip? So I pissed because I should have seen it coming when I, when I should have seen it coming, but I did not pay. I, I did not, <laughs> and I got pissed off at Billy Gunn. <laughs> Oh, as soon as he got the ring, I told Josh, I was like, he about to turn heel. <laughs> like, I should have seen it. I wasn't. I was, I was thinking, yeah, I, you know. You know exactly why they did it. Like, we're, we're gonna fucking turn before he gets the chance. Like, I legit was like, okay. Maybe, to, like, Billy guy's gonna actually, nah, motherfucker, fuck you. <laughs> I was so pissed off. Yeah, yeah I'm curious as, that's gonna go. As soon as he got in the ring, I was like, they about to turn heel on the big show. Because they came in there, like, after the It was down. right after everything was all said and done. Then they get the chair, and then they kind of drop back. It was like the Seth Rollins Damn. shield turn. Yeah. I mean, it was just kind of wait, drop back, get in behind them, and then the uh, going for the hip as opposed mm-hmm. to a back or a head or something. Brilliant. Yeah. Fucking I mean, that brilliant. gave... That gave the second guess of, well, does Marshall have a chance? Instead of the whole, oh, Big Show's just going to punch him and it's going to be over. And in the match itself, you know, Marshall, QK got a little bit of offense. It was good. For what it was, yeah. Even with everybody, you know, show taking out everybody. You know exactly what that was. That was the let's catch our breath match Mm -hmm. from the CM Punk that WWE made famous. You know, they'll have huge match, big spot fest, then throw on the shit match before the main event that everybody, they want everybody up for. They give them that chance to breathe and to kind of roller coaster. Bring them back down so they can bring them back up. I wouldn't even call it a shit match. Is it a match that had to be on the main card? No. Yeah, that could have easily been the pre-show match, and nobody would have said otherwise. Mm-hmm. Nobody would have been like, oh, well, they're shitting on these guys because of this, this, this. No. Yeah, that could have definitely been a pre-show match. That could have been a dynamite match. Yeah. But at the same time, I get why they put it on pay-per-view. Because they want to give everybody on their roster that spotlight. Yes, and it's really good for the... Factory guys, mm-hmm. getting yeah. them in there, getting them in front of people, even if it's just a small five, six minute match. Yeah. Take a couple spots, you know, do this, do this, you know, just so they have it, you know, boom, 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 and they're ready. That way, when it is their turn and they go out there and they have the big spotlight, they're not frozen because they're they've right. been in a similar spot to that. And when you've got guys like Big Show and Mark Henry, big guys that can work with these other big guys, I cannot wait to see what happens when they get to work with Nick Camarato because that guy's got a fucking monster heel written all over him. He's got a tremendous fucking look. He looks so good. The first time I saw him, I was like, that looks like fucking Bruiser Brody made over. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say what I thought the first time I saw him because I know, I'm like, I never thought that guy would get a contract Oh, wait, that's not him. Who's your thing? <laughs> I'll say it off the podcast. Oh, God. Okay, okay, okay. But yeah, people like like Lance Archer, who's, who's good, but he can still get help. Uh, I'm sorry. 
Y'all can chill on this. I don't like Luchasaurus. I like them together, but the minute you turn him heel on Jungle Boy, have somebody like Big Show and fucking Mark Henry to work for them to make him a monster fucking badass, that's money. I don't hate Luchasaurus. I just don't. A lot of people hate the gimmick. You know, he's a dinosaur. What the fuck? I mean, is every gimmick going to main event WrestleMania? No. No. But does the gimmick get over? Yeah. It has its spot. Everybody has a spot on the card that fits. I mean, Jurassic Express is fantastic, and they're, you know, it's... Jurassic Express is a, quote, main event tag team. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can buy that. But it's going to boil down to Jungle Boy being the single star. Right. He is the Sean to Luchasaurus's Marty. But he could, Lucha could have more well, upside. Sick Joash. He could have a longer shelf life than Marty ever did. Well, Marty just go murdering people. And talk about it on Facebook. And talk about it on Facebook. Oh, I was, I was a, it was an angle I was starting up, is what I fucking said. Yeah, how you start an angle off a of murder? <laughs> <laughs> so I killed this guy. He killed him, but he shows up six months later to have a match. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a slow burn. Give it's a slow burn angle. <sighs> but no, that match, you know, it was exactly what it needed to be. It wasn't too long. It was let these guys get in front of the crowd, uh, put Big Show over for a yay baby face moment. Yeah, uh, you know. Marshall shouldn't have went over, so I mean they had the right finish. Yeah. I'm gonna say it. I'm glad it's people's finally not treating show like a joke. Yeah. Yeah, because he he's a veteran of this business and he, he's given so much of this business and he's a good worker. He's a good big man. He's a damn good big man. But because of the shit that per, perception is reality. You let me see them. Treat him like shit. I'm gonna think he is shit. All this shit that they had Big Show do, dressing like the New Year's baby, dressing like Hulk Hogan, fucking just coming around there having Stephanie McMahon demasculate him, and the authority was big. You know. Yeah, and they still haven't learned their lesson. They're still doing stupid shit. The multiple facing heel turns, which we everybody jokes about now. This is turn four thousand five hundred and seventy-seven to Big Show. The I mean, most recent person they've done that with is Cesaro. Why do that? Okay, we're not talking about WWE. No. Sorry. Mm. Rails. Do we want to continue? Do we want to take a break before we We're going to take a break before we talk about the main event. Yeah, because we're going to talk main about events. this for <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead, take a quick break right here. We're going to uh, get our bearings back. We'll get, on, get online, make sure we didn't forget any matches. I don't think we did. But we'll be right back to talk about anything we may have forgot in the main event. But yeah, seriously, what does a crab fuck to have a hammerhead shark? Speaking of off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> She's not a fucking shark to begin with. She's a fucking whale. I always thought she was a fucking shark. She's a whale. We're what definitely getting fuck canceled. Ever. We're fucking getting canceled now. They're calling, they're calling women whales. That bitch is a fucking whatever the fuck she is. 
You hadn't figured it out? We're talking about fucking Spongebob. <laughs> what the fuck did Mr. Krabs fuck to have Pearl? Send us a comment and let us know. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> oh. What? Another possible signee for AEW if she comes back. Signee? She hasn't wrestled another retire. She had an incident with videos and belts. And two men. Ah. <laughs> Shout out Creed. What's up, homie? <laughs> hey, tell me about my boy Brad Maddox. Alright, anyways, so we did forget one match. We did not forget. Okay, we didn't forget. Okay, I'm not gonna say we forgot. I'm gonna say we forgot because I was about to come back and talk about fucking Kenny Omega and shit. So, next match Chris Jericho versus MJF. If Jericho loses, he retires. First off, the greatest heel in the business, MJF, hands fucking down. Yes. This motherfucker never breaks character. This motherfucker stays true. This guy is fucking star power. I mean, countdown. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The lights go out. And then Jericho's last match pops up on the screen, and I'm like, "That's oh, it's heel." <laughs> That's fucking great. That yeah, because was- I was ready. I was marking out as soon as I saw the countdown. I'm thinking, "Oh, Jericho's going retro. Jericho's going retro. Oh my god, it's gonna be so fucking amazing." What's he gonna come out to? Is he gonna come out to the Lionheart theme, even though he did the countdown? What's he gonna do? <laughs> this is all going through my head in this 10 second countdown. I'm like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. And then as soon as the countdown stopped and said Jericho's last match, I said, NJF is the greatest fucking heel ever. <laughs> Piss me off. Oh, he is by far. If not the top star at AEW, one of. I think it's funny. Somebody requested to get a cameo from him to send him happy birthday. <laughs> he comes back like, hey, Richard, you old piece of shit. I heard it was your birthday. You like Dragon Ball Z? What the fuck is Dragon Ball Z? You're a fucking nerd. <laughs> uh, as for the match, it's fucking... It was great. The finish. Oh. The finish was... I talked to John on the way to work this morning. You know, he's he's got that job where he's in bed right now. <laughs> like, literally, he's in bed right now because he has to be at work and leave the warehouse by 5 o'clock in the morning. Goddamn. That's why John's no longer with us. And by no longer with us, I just mean on the podcast. He is still alive <laughs> and breathing. I just talked to him this morning. But... Yeah, he said, uh. Oh, where was I going with this? I keep talking about John. Finish. The match. I don't know. Oh, the finish. That's right. He said, and they pull off a dusty finish, but do you really call it a dusty finish or do you call that a Cody finish now? I think you can call it a dusty finish. It can be a Cody finish when it's Cody in the match and it happens to Cody. But, I mean, that was a straight-up definition of the dusty finish. Mm -hmm. I mean, the way they went through with everything, uh, everything, the... 
I want to say right now that pop up power bomb to the apron. The apron looked fucking brutal. Looked great. That was oh good god. Man, MJF sold that like a million fucking bucks. Like he looked like he was paralyzed. God damn it. MJF is fucking great. He is perfect at everything he does in the ring. Perfect at everything character wise. Like I know this needs to happen down the line. A while, year, year and a half. Imagine promos alone, him and fucking punk. Ooh. Oh yeah, that's gonna be great. That's gonna be great. But going back to the match yeah. with Jericho, uh, I didn't see. I did not see Jericho winning the match. I didn't either. I I thought he was gonna lose, and I was kind of upset about it. I mean. He has been putting over MJF this whole time. I mean, what else is there really left for Jericho to do? I, I, I'm thinking of it now as I'm seeing it. But, yeah. He 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 beats him, so they do go their separate ways. But, yeah, I didn't see Jericho winning this. But I think Jericho, outside of the ring, is ten times more useful than Jericho in the ring. I agree. Yeah. The mind that this man has, being able to invent himself every single decade you turn around, he's a a, a dictionary of, insight, of wrestling knowledge. You can pick that man's brain for days. Because, I mean, that's my whole thing is, is he knows his time is done. I was about to say, does he still retire? He could. Or does he have this this grand plan for he's made MJF, MJF a star. Does he have a plan for one more person before he goes? I believe he does. I believe if he does... Could that more, person be Jungle Boy? No, I believe if he does decide to have somebody retire, it'll be Sammy. That's why I was seeing the Sammy Guevara heel turn. I mean, it was, it was right there. As yeah. soon as Hager and Wardlow started fighting, I'm like, okay, here it is. I was watching for Sammy. I was watching for it. I was ready for it. You know, I called it, what, a month ago? A month ago. No. But, with him, with Jericho creating the massive hill that is MJF, would it not make sense to create a massive baby face? To make, for there to be a baby face on the way out. But would Jericho turn heel? Why would Jericho turn heel after everything that just happened? Good guys finish last. Go back to your old ways. I could see that, but I could also see Jericho coming out and giving MJF the rub, you know, even more so to where Jericho could be, or MJF could come out Fuck, I'll get this right in a second. Jericho come out <laughs> and say that after everything that happened Sunday night, you know, yes, he won the match, yes, all this, but something happened and he's still going to have to retire. You know, the shot with the bat, you know, it broke his jaw or, you know, the uh, arm bar that MJF put him in did so much damage to his elbow that's already damaged. 
you know, and Jericho have to retire and NJF come out, see, you're weak and I beat you and I put you on the shelf anyway. You know, something like that. I don't know the status of, you know, what's in Jericho's mind or what he has left in his career, so I can't really come out and say that's what he's got planned. But, you know, you never know. I mean, I'd like to see him and Sammy work and Sammy get that build that MJF has. Yeah. And as much as he adores Sammy, as much as he wants to help him grow, I can see him doing that for Sammy. Because that's the thing. You've got Jungle Boy, MJF, Sammy. They can all be the top of this company. Oh, yes. Yeah. Those are the top three I've seen them building their company. You know, right. every company has a big three. Yeah. I mean... Where does the where does Adam Page fit into that, though? Adam, Adam's up there. He's up there, but... Since he took time off, he has lost them. It's not, not even that. Because we all understand why he's not there. But MJF, Jungle Boy, Sammy. There's no bigger star power than them. They're over as hell. Definitely. Oh, yes. They don't have... They bust their ass every match. And they don't really have what you... What really a gimmick. They're just themselves. Exactly, yeah. You guys say arrogant ass. Jungle Boy is... Jungle Boy he's is gimmicky, but gimmick. he's not. <clears throat> he's not like playing into it as much as right. Like he's not like I got caveman tar- in it, like like caveman or Tarzan or something like that. Yeah. And like, yeah, Sammy Guevara has the what the sex god, spirit sex god, sex god gimmick. Like that's gold. Right. You put a little bit of Guerrero flair into that shit. That's golden. And look who you got working in that yeah. company, Chavo. Yep. Like, have him sit down with Chavo and Vicky. Lord, have him sit down with Vicky and be like, you know, hey, just teach him Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> like, who better? Canyon? Oh, sorry. <laughs> and then MJF is already fucking made. Yeah, MJF yeah. is there, yeah. Because that's the thing. Better yet, Jericho built MJF. Mm-hmm. You have the Guerreros build Guevara. Mm-hmm. Who could they bring in to build Jungle Boy? Or who could build Jungle Boy? A number of people. I mean, if you need a good heel for Jungle Boy to go against, you got Adam Cole right there. Cole? Daniel? Oh, wait. What do you mean, Cole? Cole's not there. We haven't talked about Cole yet. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, the shift. Okay. Maybe. Or, but no, I mean, you got... Or Jungle Boy with Punk. Punk can do it. Yeah. Because Jungle Boy... Haven't really heard him on a mic. 
That's why I said a couple weeks ago, you need to have, as soon as Flair gets in that company, you need to have Jungle Boy sit with Ric Flair everywhere he goes. You need to have Jungle Boy drive Ric Flair around and just be like, (laughs) teach me how to talk. Because he's got the look, he's got the music, he's got the wrestling. Yeah, he's got the look. He looks just like his fucking dad. Yes, he He's a fucking heartthrob. The man man opens his mouth and he doesn't say something stupid. He's got the promo abilities behind him. All them girls are going to go, I'm just going to be the girls. I mean, he's already got a damn girl. Damn good girl. Got Anna J. <laughs> that with that picture, just grabbing a handful of her ass. <laughs> 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 All right, back on the rails. So are we? Are, have, are our thoughts finished with Jericho? Yes, I believe so. All right. Yeah, because we can't really say what's next for Jericho. I mean, if we knew or had an idea, we could go on longer. And we're usually good about that kind of stuff, but. He'll go on tour with Quasi for a little bit. He'll come back later. A couple months. Okay, so. Main event. AEW World Championship. Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage. Tell me that motherfucker still can't work. I never never doubted Kenny Uh. to begin with. (laughs) (laughs) And Vince wanted to put a blue dot on Christian's fucking face piece of shit that's still the funniest thing I think I've ever fucking heard when I, he's ugly put a blue dot on him good god when I heard Vince is such a looker did you say Vince is a hooker looker oh look like he he wants to call somebody ugly but he don't apparently own a mirror I mean but he's a genetic jackhammer he's got money he don't have look to look at the size of those grapefruits he, and that money he don't have to worry about looking good But yeah, uh, tremendous match. Oh, absolutely. Uh, from Kenny doing the double stomp on the overturned table on top of Christian, which always fucking pops me because that shit's got to fucking hurt no matter what. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, then actually fucking breaking and. It was it a super one winged angel? Yeah, the avalanche one wing after he, Christian was going for the avalanche kill switch. Yeah. And he didn't even hit a regular one wing danger. He was like, fuck this, we're going up top. And that looks so pretty. Uh, but the fighting they did on the apron for that to try to go through that other table where Kenny goes for the angel through the table and, and Christian gets down. Him. Christian goes for the kill switch and the reverse too. And then they get the separation and the spear through. But, yeah. And then God did you see how the table broke? Oh yeah, uh, like it was like toward the edge of it. Like it wasn't it wasn't broken in the I middle. Mean, the way it broke, and then the piece of the leg came, came through out. and got Christian. If you yeah. if you notice, that's what cut Christian's yeah. side. And I was just like, oh shit! Ouch! Like, as soon as that happened, I'm like, oh, that didn't feel good at all. No 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 no! Ow my ribs! Ow my side! But yeah, great, great match. You know, you had the distractions from the the good brothers and Don and all that. Just the storytelling so- again is beautiful. Oh yeah, because as soon as it looked like Christian was outmatched because the good brothers out there, Kenny goes for the V trigger. Christian moves and he nails Gallows with it, and then Christian's just about to do something big, and then there's Callus getting in the ring and distracting him. What is it he said on Dynamite? That carny piece of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And I mean, pretty much, that's what he was doing, and he was there, and it was perfect. And then the finish happens, and you're just like, okay, nobody kicks out of a one-winged angel, so one off the ropes you're definitely not going to kick out of. So you knew it was the end. You knew that was the finish of the match. Absolutely. And then, you know, after the match, of course, you get all of them going for the beatdown. Well, you get the celebration, then the beatdown. And then Jurassic Express try to make the save. They get beat down. The numbers game, you just you can't compete. You can't. No, Megan's promo though. Yeah. Oh yeah. I do this day in, day out, year after year. The people that have any somewhat of a chance are not here, retired, retired, or, or they're already dead. Well, and the then the lights go, go out. out. And me, we're all me and Jason. Like, like, who the fuck is it? No. Yeah, I was edge of the seat. Bro, I was. So we we all know who we expected. Yes. But for it to be fucking Adam, Adam Cole, Cole that comes out first. You know it's all about. The, oh, I love the music too. They threw that like just. Here, take this. It was like, this. wait, what? Holy <laughs> shit. No, hold on. Did that just. Really? Because yeah, even before the music started, the AC popped up on the screen. You're just like, oh shit. And then the build up to him getting down. Like he's fixing to go after Kenny and then like just. The elite forming yep, even more super, complete again. The super, the the fucking crowd with the Adam Cole oh, baby. baby. Oh man, that was fucking good deafening. Goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, that was a, just as Goosebumps. loud as the CM Punk pop the first time. I think. God, yes. That was crazy. I mean, I've heard it be. You know, it was loud on takeovers when he did it. Like when they had the Brooklyn takeover. Yeah. It was loud there, but good God, that was fucking huge. And like you said, super kick to Jungle Boy, elite, growing even more. The callback to them giving Adam Cole a kiss on the cheek from the young And then Kenny getting back on the microphone. This guy's our best friend. What are you thinking? I wasn't scared. (laughs) And then he's like, who's ready for story time with Adam Cole? And he's like, the elite is the dominant faction. And then, ain't no chance in hell. Oh, yeah. That was great. Speaking of, ain't no chance in hell, that guy. (laughs) You know they wanted Adam Cole to be a heel manager on SmackDown? That was one of the pitches. They didn't even want him to wrestle. That was one of the pitches they gave Adam Cole, was to be a heel manager. For fucking who? Heel? A heel? (laughs) Does it fucking matter? Yes, because Adam Cole is undoubtedly ten times better than anybody on the fucking roster. Exactly. Fuck you. I don't blame his ass for being like, no, fuck you. I'm going somewhere else. See ya. <laughs> Deuces. Bye-bye. <laughs> but then the fact so, of, you know. Adam Cole comes out. There's a super kick. Everybody's hugging. Yay, yay. The elite's back. Kenny gets ready for the signal. Kenny does a... Uh, I must bet you add to goodbye and good night. But before he gets to the good night, as uh, soon and then the lights go out again, and I'm just like, no, because you know you. I was thinking the one debut. I was thinking one person. That's it. And then the lights go off. Light of the Valkyries comes on. I'm like, no. And there comes. Holy shit. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Fucking Brian Danielson. Both of them in one night. What? Fuck it. We're doing it now, damn it. Fuck it. Like, 
I literally thought when Cole came out, okay, they're saving Brian for Cincinnati. Yeah. I thought they, I thought they were saving him. Yeah. And then the music hits, and I'm like. Yeah, I mean, we uh, we had a decent-sized house full. If you wouldn't have been working, you'd have been here. But, I mean, it was one of those where we're sitting there. Everybody's edge of the seat. Omega's about to, you know, Omega's doing his sign-off. We just kind of sit back and we're chilling. We're just like, man, that was crazy. And then I look down at my watch and I'm like, there's still a lot of time left, though. You know, they got time to do other stuff. Yeah. I'm surprised they're going to cut it short. And then Brian, the music kids, Mm -hmm. he walks out. Just a smile on his face. I was just about face. to say it. The smile so on his fucking face. And then he comes out, gets in the ring. The fucking confrontation. Then the fucking... There's the fight. You know, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Christian, and Brian, Brian on one side. Adam Cole, the Young Bucks, and the uh, Good Brothers on the other side, because Omega dipped. Yeah, yeah he dipped the fuck other. <laughs> and then you got Brian fucking, fucking laying in kicks to one of the Jacks, but I think it was Matt. Just no, it was Nick. It was Nick. Whichever one has the stupid hair. Nick. <coughs> laying those fucking kicks. No, and... You say stupid hair. Simon Miller, I watched the ups and downs today. Did, have you watched that one I haven't yet? watched it yet, no. He's talking about the... Majestic lion look, how he's got the mane and he's dyed the beard so it looks like a full mane going around. <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, taking the stiff yes kicks, just boom, boom, yes, 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 yes. And then the running knee and just good God. Part of me is upset that his promo came after the cameras went off. Yeah. Yeah, but just the fact that they still caught the promo and it got put online and everything. And, you know, I have to say, my favorite part of his promo is when he came and he said, I'm going to get booed, but I like the place I used to work. You know, he's not coming over and he didn't have the bad experience like a lot of guys did. He didn't get... Yeah, he got shit on some, but, you know, they actually gave him a chance. So he didn't get shit on like a lot of the other guys, like a lot of the guys that left. So he's not going to have that animosity. He's not going to have, he doesn't have the same mindset that Punk had when Punk left. But the fact that he was in there, he's like, I'm a professional wrestler. I got in trouble for saying wrestling when I wasn't supposed to. And, you know, going through and talking about how he was bringing wrestling to that company. And he was trying to do that. And talking about how I'm going to show you what Elite really is. I just, you know, poor little innocent me. Brian's language. <laughs> yeah, but that's the American dragon. <laughs> that's Brian Davidson. He's like, I'm not going to be like punk. I'm not going to help these guys out. I want to kick their fucking heads in. The guy just sat there, I'm like... Can I say fuck here? He's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this motherfucker said goddamn twice and fuck. What? <laughs> Bree is washing his mouth out when she gets home. <laughs> but if you if you saw a lot of his Ring of Honor stuff, he was in the crowd. He's looking down at women in the crowd and fuck you, and then kicking somebody. So, I mean, from seeing just some of his stuff on the indies, I was, I was like, okay, yeah, he's going to say some stuff. 
Yeah, it was. And he said exactly what needed to be said. Mm-hmm. Right, and you know, I'm, like I said, I like the fact that he didn't shit on WWE. But the fact that WWE had the audacity to say that Brian and Adam Cole showing up on the same night on the same show was, quote, no big deal. Oh, it was a big deal. I mean, come on. <laughs> it was an I mean, Punk, Punk himself said, he's like, pardon my lewdness, but I got a boner for that. <laughs> and a fucking Punk related to, you know, the Outsiders, Hall of National to WCW. Yeah. But you, I think my favorite meme right now is Tony Khan <laughs> with the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> and it's got like... Ruby and Christian and Brian and Cole and Punk. And on the very, it's him putting the very last one in the middle and it's Bray Wyatt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait. That motherfucker shows up. I mean, I know she's already left right now, but that's one thing Jennifer was saying earlier when me and her were sitting outside. She was scrolling through and a picture of uh, The Fiend showed up and she showed it to me. She's like, that's what needs to happen next. I feel like that's it's coming it's soon. Definitely happening. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, his 90 days got to expire first. But, yeah, that's definitely going to happen. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's she like, asked, she's like, well, before Halloween, right? I'm like, oh, yeah. It's, like, he could show up on the... Friday before? The Friday before Halloween. He could show up on Rampage. And, honestly, I see it. Mm-hmm. I can see it happen. And... I'm curious on how he's going to debut. As bad as it sounds? uh, I think the first person that he needs to have join his group is his fucking brother. Yep. You know what? What if it's not just Bray that debuts that night? What if it's the whole fucking cult of people? Yeah, what that starts to cult right then and there. Mm-hmm. Him bringing in people with it. Bring in Bo. Bo. Fucking Rowan. Rowan. Because the only thing Rowan done was the Brody Lee thing. Yeah. Bring in Rowan, bring in Bo, bring in uh, Strowman. But Strowman's doing that thing with. Something. EC3. EC3. It's a cinematic match that he's done. It's not a full company. It's... And apparently Impact wants Strowman really bad. I don't know if they can afford him, though. But I don't know. Impact wants Strowman, and if Strowman does the whole Impact and AEW thing, I could see Tony working out a deal being like, hey, you pay half, we'll pay half, and he can split dates. It's fucking genius right there. But... Would you want to bring Strowman in with Wyatt or have him be another big guy to go against like Luchasaurus and Archer and He Hero? can still do that even with Wyatt though. Yeah. Just don't let him talk. I do see the need in... No, he doesn't need to talk. <laughs> Ray will be the talker. No, because he would go out there and forget what he was gonna say and he'd just yell out, get these hands. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, they put a copper into that. He probably won't be able to say that. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He would just go out there and yell, get these hands. And then AEW would get Right. AEW would get in some trouble. Get these mittens. 
Take yeah. these fists. That Damn. could go elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to you, Alexa. <laughs> she's outside. Oh, she's outside. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Make sure they're gonna be a muffled. I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. Grab these fisticuffs. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, all up and down, fucking phenomenal pay per view. There wasn't a bad experience, a bad match on that card. Everything served a purpose. Everything did what it needed to do, and it shows what a great time it is right now to be a professional wrestling fan. I mean, so many positives. From the debuts to the returns to fucking Minoru Suzuki just showing up out of fucking nowhere. That's the one thing that nobody saw coming, period. Doesn't matter who you are. No, absolutely not. Hell, I don't even know that Moxley saw it coming. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this old motherfucker? Oh, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> yeah, that was one of those literal, I jumped up from a... Complete yeah, seated, here. sitting back on the couch. The match was over. That happened, and I jumped up. I was like, "Holy fuck!" Because even Moxley, like the whole time he's sitting there, he's just kind of like, "I mean, he's ready to go the whole time." But right? He's like, the fuck? They didn't tell me about this shit. Because it was like music started, and I'm like intrigued. I'm like, "Who?" And then it flashed Minoru Suzuki on the screen. I went, "Oh, oh, somebody better get fucked up." But yeah, yeah, I'm that's a, definitely excited for Dynamite tomorrow. Hell yeah. Tonight. Man, I'm excited for fucking wrestling again. Yes. I mean, I know we said that when CM Punk debuted that, you know, wrestling is back and everything, but good God. Wrestling is fun again. Well, I know that me and you kind of made the joke earlier outside with the whole name in this podcast, R.I.P. R.I.P. WWE. WWE, yeah. For real. But I mean... Do you think that All Out possibly was the biggest nail in the coffin? Well, to be honest, WWE ain't going anywhere unless AEW moves to a Monday or a Friday night on the same time slot. I don't think Tony's going to risk that, at least not right now. AEW is... AEW is what WCW... And TNA. And TNA could have been. And honestly, I don't think AEW needs to go Monday or Friday. Hell, WWE fucked themselves over. I mean, the ratings are dropping anyway. They're fixing to get rid of more people. The ratings are dropping anyway. There's going to be more cuts. There's going to be... Yeah, because you got to think. They don't want anybody over their 30s or indie wrestlers. Think about the NXT guys that are about to get cut. Ciampa, Gargano... If they Grimes, don't want anybody over Loomis. in their in their thirties, that's the whole damn roster. Charlotte's gone. I could yeah. see, I could see Grimes staying, just because he's. I don't know exactly how old Grimes is, but he's right at the he's like bottom. He's at the bottom level of the height that they want. He's at least six foot. Really, I thought you were shorter than that. No, I think he's six foot, like two thirty or two forty. Yep. I think is what they said. Oh, no. He's young. He's only 27. So, yeah. He's right there. He's... But the bad thing is, I see him being one of the 
jobbers to the, to the new guy. six five, three hundred pound guys. But again, right now we're talking AEW. AEW. But yeah, I mean, just some of the guys NXT could get rid of that could go to AEW and make an impact, like Champa and Gargano. And with it being this close to the end of the year, Owen's contract's up in January. Is it really? Can you imagine fucking Kevin Steen back in independent <laughs> in AEW? Oh goddamn! Owen's contract. He's always and, been about supporting his family. I don't see him. But how much has he made? Has he made enough to support his family? And when he goes to AEW, that's going to be less touring and stuff. More time with the family. More time with the family while still making the money. And there's a lot of upside. Yeah. And that's like, Paige would be a great addition to AEW. For the fact the women need that veteran guidance. Yes. And how crazy is it to say veteran guidance about Paige and she's like mid-20s? Yeah, and she's been breastfeeding since she's like fucking 10. But like, the AEW... So like, the group chat I'm in, we were talking earlier, and, you know, talk about Paige coming over or whatever, and that Twitch might be what decides yes or no for her factor Mm -hmm. with WWE. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they were talking about, like, maybe the male side of the roster is getting too stacked. That they need to focus maybe on... Signing more women. Getting the female side up. And I agree. The female side still needs a little bit of work. It's getting there, yes. But... We need to have it to where we at least have at least two women's segments on Dynamite. At least. They should have... And I know you said all the women that the AEW women that were on the show that Mickey James did. Yes. Tony Khan paid their paid their fee, sal- their fee. salary for the show. That's awesome. But I think Tony Khan should have been there and been like, "Hey, what kind of deal can we work out with the rest of these women?" Because I know they had the kind of quote partnership with the NWA to use their women. But they never did that with any of the men. But I think that Tony's talking to people. And he's oh, just yeah. not letting... Anybody know. He's just continuously waiting. He's waiting for the good, better, the best times. And that motherfucker is smarter than shit. He's a fucking genius. <laughs> exactly. I mean, look at all the promotions he's been working with. NWA, NJPW, fucking AAA... Uh, Impact. Impact. ROH. Hadn't he worked with ROH? No. No, not ROH yet. That is the only person... For like a second. I think they were the only ones that are reluctant to partner with anybody. Well, they had shut down. Like, completely shut down. They had completely shut down whenever the pandemic got going. Yes. Shut down, but still paid their... But still paid their guys. Yeah, so, you know, huge shout out to... Ring of Honor for that one. That was awesome. Because I'm, I'm interested in where, like, Kira Hogan's going to go. She's an AW. I know, but, like, where she'll go within the company. Oh, I... 
Because I'd like mm-hmm. her and Red Velvet would be a great match. Oh, yeah. her yeah. and Red Velvet. How did Jay Carkill? It happened on okay one so, more time. <clears throat> my thing. I like Jade. Oh yeah, Jade's a beast. But like Nyla, she's too big to go against most of the women there. Yeah. To make it believable, anyway. Yeah. Like you put Jay Cargill up against Layla Hirsch. <laughs> Layla Hirsch probably whip everybody in his room's ass. <laughs> Layla Hirsch whip everybody that is. Yeah. But from a psychologist standpoint, yeah. How do you make it believable? That's my thing. Like, well, I mean, I mean on the same note, though, Rey Mysterio versus The Big Show. Chris Benoit eliminating the Big Show from the Royal Rumble. You know, I mean, it's the same kind of thing. It's the way too big guy. I mean, Big Show wasn't the fucking end-all, be-all his entire career. You know, they moved him down the card. They let him do opening shit and lose. But then you come out here and you see... You see somebody like Nyla and Jade Cargill. You see the two of them and they're... They're so much bigger than all the other women. You don't think of... You know, and whether it's sexist of me to say this, I hope it's not. But you don't see the smaller women and think they're going to kick the bigger woman's ass. I mean, it's kind of like the old uh, Bertha Faye in WWF. Mm-hmm. You know, she was so much bigger than all the other women that were there at the time. She was just dominant over them. Uh, the same thing with Awesome Kong when she first showed up. Mm-hmm. She was so much bigger. She dominated until they, you know, uh, Gail. Gail Kim. And Gail Kim was there. And that's the feud that got, that made her to where Awesome Kong would actually bump. You know, Nyla's not really had that, quote, feud yet. Mm-hmm. She's had matches and she's bumped and she, you know, she lost to Rio. And I'm going to throw mad props to Nyla Rose. Because when you watch the shit that is... And I like Nia Jax. I'm a fan of Nia Jax. I think... But... When you are a woman the way... It, the size and build and whatever of Nia Jax... Uh-huh. You have to work and train and be able to work with these girls. I will give Nyla Rose all the respect in the world because she puts in the fucking work. Yeah. And I don't give a damn who has issues with Nyla Rose because of whatever fucked up belief system they have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It doesn't matter. You can't say she doesn't... She don't, she, you can't say she don't put in the work, and you can't say she doesn't fucking put the people that need to put like, it over. I will say it again. I will say it forever. I'm glad for AEW giving people like Nyla, like Sunny, like anybody who's different a chance to show, hey, we can do this shit too. Anthony Bowen. Like. There was actually just an article on ESPN's website the other day. About Nyla, Sonny, and Anthony. Hell yeah. 
I mean, a big long article. I read ninety percent of it, proving that I can read. <laughs> like, it gives people that are different someone to look up to. Yeah, that's one reason why I wish they would get uh, Fred Rosser to come in and do some stuff. Mm, yes. I mean, granted, he looked like a suntan John Cena, but still. He can work. He's always been good. You know, his sexual preference has nothing to do with what he can do in the ring. Damn right. I don't know. I know he's been working on New Japan lately. He's been doing a lot of the uh, New Japan United States stuff. He was doing stuff. He did stuff with a lot of the indies. But, I mean, that's another one you could get in there, and that'd be a good... Quote, role model. Absolutely. Why you give me that look? Because there was another person that was with the W that I can't, that, like, the main one away. That was different, you know, sexual orientation or yeah. something? Yeah. Was it recent or no? Ish. Orlando no. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Velveteen Dream. Well, yeah. we know they're not going to sign Drake. Nobody's going to sign I, Yeah. I feel bad for him. If it's... If, I, if it's I don't that's know. a slippery slope. I'm not going to say I feel bad for him. Yeah. I'm not going to say... Who the fuck was with Titus? Titus. Titus. The, Darren Young. That's Fred that's Rosser. Fred Rosser. I didn't know his actual name. <laughs> Kiss my ass. I didn't know his actual name. Leave me alone. That's Fred Rosser. That's, that's who we've been talking about this whole time, dude. <laughs> That's why I said he just looked like a suntan John Cena. I would never put that on that man. Because look at him. Hell, that's why they didn't want to sign him to begin with. Because Vince said, hey, he looks too much like John Cena. No shit. Look at him. Yeah. Oh, I was looking at it. Apparently, there's a Matrix 4 trailer. Oh, nobody cares about (laughs) Matrix. I mean, when I first saw him, when I first saw him, when he started doing the Nexus stuff, there was... Some internet chat boards calling him Blackface Cena. Okay, okay, now I see it. Yeah, see? <laughs> it is really bad in that picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Jesus. Well, but yeah, he would, be a, he would be a good one to get in there, you know, to get the... You know, not saying they don't have a good enough following, but, you know, just... Having more people in and around. You can't have copyrighted music on the podcast. You almost got us in trouble. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to start playing. <laughs> See, you're doing it again. You can't do that. It's, Lauren, it's apparently Lauren Lane alive. I was confused. <laughs> oh, is she at the high school too with Kane Brown? No. I don't think you can't do that. Turn your volume down. You're gonna. We don't make no money on this podcast anyway. You're gonna make us pay. And I don't know where she's at. And that's when Jennifer's gonna cancel the podcast. <laughs> She'll be like, You cost us money. You're fired. <laughs> and like, You can't fire me. I'm your husband. She's like, Okay, you're fired anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, I, I don't even know where we were going. Just people bringing in, coming into AEW, I guess. I, out of everything I can say, all the positives about the uh, all out that I can say, there is one negative. I wanted the Iconics Battle Royal. <laughs> well, see, I was. It was one of those like when they re- when they finally announced that they had, had named all twenty. Right. I was like, okay, so the only debut is going to be Ruby. Like I thought they were still at like seventeen or eighteen or whatever, so there were still like the three spots. Yeah, I know they. Yeah. Braves are winning. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew they had. Uh, I knew they had come up with all the spots, and they actually, they actually overbooked it. <laughs> Legit. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Julia Hart was supposed to have been in it also, and they did the angle where uh, Nyla and Diamante jumped her in the back, or at least that's what I was told. Because I'm like, hey, what's what's your name supposed to be in? And uh, that's what I was told is they did the she got jumped so she couldn't be in it angle. But yeah, uh, all out twenty twenty one. Basically, I say uh, the turn the buckle podcast gives it six thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll speak for Josh because he had to go put uh, Davy in the bed. So. Yes, six thumbs up for All Out 2021. Definitely, definitely looking forward to the show Wednesday night, September the 8th. That's all I'm going to say because I'm not going to say tonight, tomorrow, last night or anything. (laughs) Because that gets confusing for me because, you know, I'm slow. (laughs) But I'm looking forward to see where everything's going to go from here because of because of the Jericho thing because of you know Brian Danielson and Adam Cole showing up because of uh Ruby Soho showing up and the match that her and Jamie Hayter are going to have and but would it be would it be that they put Brian and Cole in a match in a feud this early or would they build on it have Brian go through the elite I was about to say, I don't think they're going to put Cole and Brian in a feud to start. Uh, I see them as being parts of separate sides in a bigger feud. Yeah. Which, I mean, they set that up for the end of the show. Right. I mean, uh, it was said Sunday night by someone here, that's going to be a War Games match. The Elite against... You know, Brian and his gang of whoever he's going to get to go with him. Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Christian, and one more. Or two more. Would they do a six on six? Would they do five on five? How would they? It, I figure if, depending on when they do it, it would depend on if Kenny drops the title. That's true. Kenny could not could just not even be in it. Mm-hmm. Have a title match and it, they have the five. With the good brothers, the Bucks and Adam Cole. 
but yeah, I mean, it's interesting to interesting to future book and think about what could happen and everything. What do you think next for Darby? Ah. Uh, I don't know. I it I see it being something big. Uh, you know, granted he did lose the match, so he's not gonna fall into a main event feud right now. No, not by any means. Uh, he's already had the thing with Team Taz, so I don't see him going after them. Uh, man, I don't know. I'm... Maybe Punk, maybe Punk kind of take him under his wing and him and Punk tag for a little bit and let Sting have a break from all the stuff he's doing. Maybe. I mean, I could see that. I could see... I can see him moving on Ooh, and going. Another match we got Wednesday. Black and Dustin. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about that one. They had promos for it on the pay-per-view. I, did too. I just thought about it. For... <laughs> <laughs> I'm always going to be a Dustin fan. Like, Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm a fan from way back. The original natural. Uh, we spoke for you just a second ago. Oh, well, yeah? Is that right? Uh, we said... We wanted a smart comment, so we spoke for ourselves. Oh, fuck off. We said AEW All Out was... Six thumbs up. Six thumbs up. Oh, yeah. Seven stars. We don't do stars. We have thumbs. We don't have stars. What has two thumbs and thought all out was fucking great? This guy. <laughs> yeah. You could have booked at a better pay-per-view. Top and bottom was great. So what do you see in the future? See in the future? We were trying to figure out where Darby was going from here. From here, I can see... That's a tough one. I mean, ah. I can still see him staying around the, the mid to upper... I'd like to see Sammy and Darby. Sammy Darby would be good. That would be good stuff. I could see them probably doing a little bit, him doing a little bit more with 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. Maybe find yeah, a partner. Yeah, Garcia would be good. Yeah. yeah Maybe good. him and another partner against 2.0. Not Steam, but another partner. I, I said something about him and Punk teaming up a couple of times. That, they could. Because there's that respect there. The respect, the kind of under the wing... Let Sting take a break from doing... Taking a couple bumps. Yeah. Punk in the ring. Talking about, you know, all out. Darby comes out. They have their show of respect with each other again in the ring. 2.0 comes out to jump him. 2.0 Garcia comes out. Doesn't jump. Darby and Punk. Jump Sting. Takes out Sting. What if Sammy comes out? Sammy, Darby, Punk versus 2.0 and 
Garcia. That'd be good. Only thing about that, Sammy being a part of the inner circle. I think it could also be a way for him to break off. I could see. It'll start, Sammy will start building with other people, building a relationship with other people, helping, you know, outside the inner circle. If Jericho takes time off, by the time Jericho comes back, Jericho, what the hell are you doing? I was about to say, could that be the Jericho heel turn and Jericho Sammy? And Sammy, I trusted you to, to lead to lead the inner circle while I was gone. You didn't. You said to do your own thing. Yeah, to watch Jericho come back. What the hell are you doing? And then Sammy just brush off, walk by him, ignore the hell out of him. Man, I gotta go out for this match. Move, move over, man. Come on. Now I'm looking out for my career. I'm young. I want to make it to the top. Oh, I love the inner circle, but I've got to I've got to focus on myself too. That wasn't. It's not good enough for Jericho. Boom. So, I mean, it, it could work. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, shit writes itself. Because, <laughs> I mean, we all know Jericho has a, tr- a fucking hair trigger anyway. Right. Always has. Or, or does Sammy... Or do you just keep it with Punk, Darby, and Sting because they're trying to get, quote, trios and trios titles... I'd rather say but could that I, I would like that but only if it worked into Sting versus Punk go on because that's a match I want to I see I mean I think that's going to happen anyway <laughs> it's a match I want to see <laughs> I think that's going to happen anyway because Sting's already planting seeds for it yeah <laughs> I didn't get checked around fucking taking Punk damn it <laughs> well, I mean he even said that first time they were in the ring I always wanted to share a ring with you and as soon as he said that, I was like, oh. I'm sorry, but that that whole episode, was it Rampage or Dynamite? Dynamite? No. No, it was Dynamite, Dynamite. I think. They could have just ended with that. But yeah. That, that whole show could have been done just with the three of them in the ring. It's done. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> well, that's kind of like that episode of Rampage the Punk, the first Punk episode. Yeah. That could have been the whole episode is, you know, an hour of Punk in the ring just standing there going, wow. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Done. You guys know how to make him. You know how to make a guy feel like Britt Baker in Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh my god, shit, my fucking name. Well, guys, that was All Out 2021. Yeah, that's already been said like three times. Fourth <laughs> time. <laughs> but yeah, we uh. All Out was a fucking tremendous show. It's given us a lot to look forward to. Uh, I fucking love the direction everything's going in. Wrestling's fun again. You know, if you watch the YouTube shows, you've got four days worth of AEW a week. If you don't watch the internet shows like me, you've still got two days worth. Three if it's a pay-per-view week. What'd you see, Will? Well, it wasn't what I saw. It's what my brain thought after I saw it. Okay, what did you saw and what did your brain thought? So it was a post for one of the pages I follow. It said, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, and Bray Wyatt to AEW, please. What the fuck did your brain come up with with them three? What is Them two is part of the yeah. cult? Not doing like a goofy Iconics gimmick, but 
dark, serious Sister Abigail type. Mm. Well, Peyton could pull it off. <clears throat> Billy Kay maybe could pull it off. As long as they don't talk. Well, Peyton can talk. Billy can't talk. Oh. Oh, I... I'm not going to say a word. <laughs> <laughs> No, I like that idea. I like that idea. Oh, hell yeah. Why is it so much easier to come up with these things for AEW? <laughs> I mean, what are you going to come up with WWE? Uh, okay, Brock Lesnar is going to... Beat the hell out of Roman Reigns. But Roman's going to win. Yeah, yeah, he's going to get his ass... Roman's going to beat him up for a little bit, and then Roman wins, LOL. <sighs> Good God. Yeah. Oh, nice. What's your nice? Pro Wrestling and MMA World on Facebook has new gameplay footage from the AEW video game Jungle Boy and Darby Allen. And it looks absolutely fucking phenomenal. <laughs> Holy fuck. Like, god damn, that's good shit. Uh, I'll be playing it. That nonstop. Alright guys, we're going to uh, take our final break here. Uh, maybe look up some more video game clips, but we'll be right back to close this thing out. So uh, hold tight for us. Alright guys, we are back. Hopefully... Uh, you made it through all our ramblings and off-the-rails discussions about everything that happened this past <laughs> Sunday. And they talking shit about me eating. Well, I mean... So you're going to really do all that noisy shit right now? Yeah. Yeah, he is. He uh, Still showed up. <laughs> <laughs> well... Are you serious? <laughs> wow. I'm almost a superhero. That's gimmick infringement. You just got us canceled. <laughs> Even if it's a bad gimmick, it's still gimmick infringement. I'll have a punch in the dick for that. Moving on. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully you uh, hopefully you enjoyed a nice dinner and or breakfast or Lunch. midday snack like Josh was trying to have. <laughs> All in one. But uh, yeah. As for All Out, like we said, it was great. We fucking loved it. Sorry, I just got a Braves update. Are they fucking losing? No, they were winning by three, and some dude just hit a three-run home run to tie the game. So, oh, fuck. fuck Washington. But yeah, I mean, great show. We're looking forward to the future of AEW and the future of wrestling. As for the future of this podcast, we are definitely looking forward to trying the new format next week. Yep, we're going to be doing some extensive research. 
We're not research, but we're going to be compiled. I was about to say, we're not going to have a lot of research on this one. This one's just... Uh, We've also slightly changed it a little bit. I was about to say, yeah, for a little more clarification, we just said top... Last week, we said we were going to do the top five ring music. And so, just for clarification, we're going to go with the top five most iconic ring musics. Like, most recognizable shit like that. Because if we were just going our favorites and our opinion... I mean, I'm... I've always been partial to the old ring musics. Right. Uh... Like, hell, my favorite, at least three of my favorite ring musics would have been old school WCW ring music. He's a man. That was WWE. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, it was WCW. No, it wasn't. That's when he came as the real man's man into WWE. I could have sworn it was No, because he was always the blue blood in WCW. Because they uh, they punked him with it coming out on SmackDown one night, working Daniel Bryan. That's right. Ah, yep, see? Oh, fuck off. Uh-huh. Save it for next week, boys. And that was shit anyway. That was horrible music. Don't threaten to throw an empty fucking bottle at me because I'm talking about shit ring music that Josh brought up. Well, Josh is not smart. You know this. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna go like most iconic ring music, and hell, I was talking to somebody about I was talking to somebody about that topic of ring music, and they're like, I don't know, I kind of liked it when they came out with no ring music and they just walked out, and I'm like, yeah, you're fucking old. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, though, like it, the music is there to differentiate who's coming out. <laughs> yeah. And it's that first layer of personality. You, you you feel it. Like when you hear somebody's remake, like, yeah, I know that's that person and I know some shit's about to happen. I have the next topic or the next list. All right, okay, we'll, well, we'll go over that next week and the, on the close of next week when we come up with the next topic. But as for this week, uh, we hope you enjoyed us talking about All Out, uh, my wife going crazy over John Moxley, and, and Ruby Riot. <laughs> and uh, we're going to end it like we normally do. Bah! Sorry. Just kind of let him get excited, don't you? I mean, somebody has that's to. That's my new bit. That's my new bit. All right, Josh, you want to go crazy about it. What you got? I'll go first. I mean... I just said, <laughs> hey, what you got? <laughs> just wrestling in general. I'm just so happy to be around, for us to be around to experience what AEW is doing. And pro wrestling in general, like we've talked about, it's fun again. It's exciting. It's it's We're looking forward to it. So, yes, just pro wrestling in general. The fuck you writing down? Go, Will. What's your pop? I don't say nothing. I can't find the fucking page I have. <laughs> what's this? Oh, Will, what's your... Uh... Pop! Sorry. What's your pop? 
for once I really don't think I have one this week. Cause nothing really is. See, I was kind of thinking the same thing, and then I'm like, not just the future. You know, everything just look. The future is so bright if you're just a fan. If you're, yeah. I mean, even just a casual fan of pro wrestling, you see names that you recognize. Absolutely. I mean, everybody's heard of Brian Danielson. Everybody's heard CM Punk. CM Punk. Everybody's heard this and that and everything. You know. I mean, maybe you don't know Ruby Soho. Maybe you don't know, you know, anything like that. But, I mean, shit, you go through and you just look. You know who Chris Jericho is. You know who... Who Christian is. You know who Christian is. Big Show. Paul White. And, I mean, that's going to bring more eyes. Sting, exactly. I mean, that's just bringing more eyes. That's bringing... The last fan, that's making everything want to get involved with wrestling again. And it's just the fucking future, and it's just... It gives me chills to think about. So, okay, Will's coming over here trying to come up with different topics. Just for, like, the the list thing. Well, that's what I know. That's what I'm saying. He's coming up with different topics, so... We know our first one is going to be the iconic ring music. Not the Iconics ring music, but iconic <laughs> ring music of pro wrestling. And so, you know, join us next week. Uh, like I said, first hour next week is going to be this week in wrestling. So starting with... Tomorrow's Dynamite. Well, starting with NXT from tonight. Yeah. And then moving on from Dynamite and everything else. And, uh, yeah, so that's it this week for the Turn of the Buckle podcast, guys. I am Jason Hampton. Josh Cox. Will Clark. Uh, I ain't going to talk about roast beef this week, guys. <laughs> Peace out, fuckers. <laughs>